afternoon, everybody. It, and it is afternoon, isn't it? It is. Welcome to Toast of the Town with Christy and Mel. We are back. Yay! Woo-hoo. Woohoo! It is good to be back. And look at these beautiful new digs. We are here in downtown Conroe and Conroe Tower at IR Lone Star Community Radio headquarters. And boy, it is good to be back. Oh, it's it's great to be back. And Look at this high-tech equipment in this wonderful room. We're so impressed, Dick. It's I know. awesome. I know. It's And, you know, it's we took a little bit of a hiatus while they were moving the studio. And I know. I missed you. I, I missed you, too. I feel like we hadn't talked in, I don't know, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah, at least. <laughs> um, and, boy, you know, it's a busy time of year. We've got all kinds of great things going on. We've got great guests in the studio. We, of course, have our glasses here to toast the town and everything that's good about Montgomery County. So for those of y'all who are new to Toast of the Town with Christy and Mel, we want to bring you all of the great stuff going on in and around the greatest community in the greatest state and the greatest country in the world. So uh, so welcome if this is your first time here. Uh, I promise you we're going to have lots of fun and we're going to get back into our groove, right? We are. We are. Eventually. I'm, exci- I'm excited about the groove. It, I'm it so may excited. Be a, it may be a little bit of a... Of a of a bumpy ride today, but just yes. just bear with us. Please remember, do. remember, some of us are not professional radio people like Christy. Uh, well, I'm not also. used to. It. I'm and I don't have my headphones, so I, it's like oh, I feel yeah. I feel She's naked. naked. She feel is, naked. yeah, yes. Yeah. So it makes it easier just to, you know, look out on everybody and feel completely comfortable. Exactly. You know, there you go. There yeah, you go. it's great. Anyway, it is a grummy day outside. Grummy. Grummy. What? Grimy, crummy, gross, so many different Yeah, but you forgot the cold. You forgot the cold. And the cold, yeah. It's pretty cold and nasty outside, but it's a beautiful day inside these walls. So we're we're here. We're ready to go. We've got some fun things for you. Um, we've got some cool events coming up that, of course, we want to touch on because we have two very, very important guests with us today, so I don't want to just take our, up. Actually, two of our favorite people. Yes, and, to, and we don't want to waste a whole bunch of time just, <laughs> you know, just going through the motions here. But uh, for those of y'all that don't know, there's a little something going on this week. It, there is. A little there something is. going on. It's, it's, it's kind of important to you and I. Yeah, but, a little bit vital. But, but there's a bunch of people running for office who seems... Seem to take it a little more seriously Abs- than even you and I do. I know. And so early voting is going on today. So if you decide that you want to get out of the office, make sure you can go and find. And what's so cool about early voting is you can go to any polling location and vote. That's right. Makes life so much easier. The polls are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. today, tomorrow, and Friday. So you've got some time. We always tell everybody, don't wait till the last minute because then you never know. Your car might get stolen or you might stump your big toe and then you can't get out of the car or drive. So oh, make yeah. sure you get in to go vote. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have Election Day coming up on Tuesday, March 1st, and the polls will be open again from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And I think it is just so fun that Election Day is on Fat Tuesday this year. Oh, yeah. That's a, gosh, I don't we, oh I know. my gosh, I so, can't believe I missed that. So but. whenever I was looking at some events of, of what's com- coming up and what's what's going on this weekend, you know, preparation, because we want to share right. all the wonderful things that are coming up. And it's like, you know, when, when it rains, it pours. So you've got Mardi Gras celebrations going on all over town right. and all outside of town. All, it doesn't matter. All, all over the place. The state, really. All over the place. Um, but there's also, you know, have you ever heard of crumble cookies? Yes, actually. Just okay. Recently well, Crumble Cookies is opening their brand new Conroe location this Friday from 8 a.m. to midnight. It is at 351 oh. South Loop 336 in Conroe. And if you have never had a Crumble Cookie, they are absolutely amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure they're going to have all kinds of specialty deals going on over there. So make sure you go check out the new Crumble Cookies. Always a good time to welcome new businesses to our area. Absolutely. And, um, you know, because this is the greatest place to do business. It is. And yeah. we, we have people that have that instill that every day in the yes. work that they do. We have one of those people here today. Yes, we do. Um, and then also going on this weekend is the Prison City Film Festival Crawfish Music and Beer Festival in downtown Huntsville. Now, I don't know about How you. How did I not know about that? Yeah, these are like all my favorite things. <laughs> Crawfish Music Beer, my friend Trent Cowie is going to be playing. Oh. Uh, all in downtown Huntsville, up in your neck of the mm-hmm. woods. So I may just have to crash on your couch. Yeah, uh, Crawfish are going to be seven ninety nine a pound. But Trent Cowie, fantastic music. It's going to be, I think it's supposed to be a beautiful weekend. It is. So come out, get some crawfish, listen to some music, maybe imbibe right. a little bit. Just to know bit. for everybody who's headed to Huntsville, my couch is now full. Yes. 
I'm going to take up the whole thing. Um, also, because it is Mardi Gras weekend, uh, there are celebrations going on all over the place. B-52 is having one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fortress Beer Works is actually having a gumbo cook-off this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to do something inside, the Drowsy Chaperone is still playing at the Crichton Theater. So lots of fun stuff going on, all in preparation of so many great things that are going to be happening on Tuesday, which is Fat Election Day. Fat election. Fat election Tuesday. I think that, that mean, works. That means all of y'all's um, votes will have extra, extra votes. Flair. No extra votes. Oh. You're gonna you're gonna have plenty of votes. You know, will they let us like serve like hurricanes outside the polling locations? I don't think we should try. I that. think that would work. I don't think we should. Or can try we throw that. beads at people property. as they walk we in? I mean, well, well, that you might can do. You yeah. just kind of got to be careful. Yeah. That bead thing is, yeah. I know, that little thing. Um, also going on this weekend, um, the Go Texan Parade in downtown Houston is going on. It is the official kickoff. Now, we had our official, official kickoff here in downtown Conroe at the Go Texan Parade this past weekend. But uh, Rodeo Houston is having their big kickoff this weekend. Um, so we're rolling right into Rodeo Season 2. And then Gosh. we'll be rolling right into Montgomery County Fair, mm. which is coming up starting on March 25th. So... You know, it is never a dull day in Montgomery County, but it's certainly right now. Do you want to talk about April? Because, right I mean, we can go into April. Not we've even yet. Easter. We've got, you know, I know. We've got city elections got coming up. We've got so many things going on. I know. So many things okay. going on. But anyway, I digress. So, going back. Yes. It is early voting. If you do not know what that sample ballot is going to look like, you can go to mctx.org slash elections, and you can find a sample ballot. You can look at your polling locations. You can see where everything is getting prepped for um, for Election Day on Tuesday, which we're also going to be talking about some great Election Day uh, watch party events that are going to be coming on, too. But we cannot get started, really, really started today without one thing. What's that? And this is, um, get your get your glass ready. Okay. Um, today is a very special day. It should it? be a Montgomery County holiday. What is that? Oh, it is one of our favorite commissioners' birthdays today. <gasps> Commissioner James Nowak, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Cheers to you from the Moxie Girls. We look forward to celebrating you. Um, and thank you for all you do uh, here for Montgomery County, for everybody in Montgomery County as a member of Commissioner's Court. So um, cheers to you. Hope it's a great day. Absolutely. Always, always. Well, we want everybody to have a great day, but you especially today. (laughs) Birthdays are big. Sometimes. (laughs) Mine are. Mine are. Anyway. Anyway. So, um, I think you should go ahead and introduce our guests. Well, I'm excited. I'm so excited. Okay. um, I'm going to, I'm going to start with the ladies first. Um, First of all, we have Stephanie Hall with us. She is running for the ninth appellate court. Of Texas. Is that, did I say that properly? You would think I would know that by now. I think Ninth Court of Appeals. Ninth Court of Appeals. Oh, Appellate Court. Okay. Ninth Court of Appeals. Okay. I like that better, actually. Mm -hmm. It's more clarifying. And she is, she is running for that, and you have one opponent, correct? That's correct. Okay. And then we also have Judge Mark Keogh, County Judge Mark Keogh, and you're all familiar with him because he's been on our show a number of times. He likes us. Anyway. Indeed. <laughs> and we are so glad to have him with us. He is the judge that keeps us working. There you go. Yes, kept businesses open, and you're the one that have rolled out the red carpet to invite everybody. Hey, come on and do some business in Montgomery County. It's amazing what's going on in Montgomery County. What yeah. a privilege. What a great time to be the county judge. Yes. What absolutely. a great time to run for the Ninth Court of Appeals. Yeah, absolutely. Stephanie, this is fabulous. <laughs> absolutely. So, Stephanie, this is your first run for office. Yes, it so is. So, it's it, we know that it can be a bit of a circus, um, <laughs> to say the least. There's, you know, more than three rings and lots and lots of monkeys. But um, what do you think? What's your first impression? You know, it's, it's a lot like I thought it was going to be. Because, you know, you get to go out and you get to meet the people. I think that's the number one important thing that I've gotten to do. Um, in this particular race, I will say that I cover nine other counties. Yes. So that's been a little daunting. But I have really enjoyed going out to all of the counties. And Montgomery County, I felt like, you know, I knew it, but it is a large county. <laughs> and it gets larger every day. <laughs> but I think the thing that I've enjoyed the most is getting to know the people and getting to speak with the people. And that's been my number one Um, best thing that's ever happened and really I wouldn't trade this experience for anything it has really taught me a lot what about the little counties are they fun you know I hate to say it but 
They're tons of fun, yes, because you really get to know people on a more intimate level. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're just, I mean, they're just all right there together and all in one place. Mm-hmm. Here in Montgomery County, you know, we have... You we have all different. Sh- pl- yes, put your tennis shoes on. <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot of area to cover, and so I don't get to see everybody like all at one time. Right. But and I'm not saying I get to see everybody all at one time in these other counties, but it, you get more of a sense of what the county is like okay. by going there and going to the courthouse. I've been to probably each courthouse and met some of the staff mm-hmm. and the elected officials and things like that, and it really gives you a great sense of what that county's like. <clears throat> do you do you find there more? Um, more, I um, can't think of the right word. Do you find that they're more uh, attentive? They're more, they're closer, they're closer together as people and friends and so forth, and it makes it easier for you to communicate with them? Or is it, or do you find that people are people and that they're pretty much the same everywhere? Well, I think they're pretty much the same everywhere, but I, I, I have had a great sense of being out in these smaller counties about how committed they are to the Lord and how much that they're interested in Christians running for office. That has really been something that I've been actually a little bit more surprised about than what I thought. I think they're very much wanting that to happen. They see where that's an important component to to where they live mm-hmm. so and, and who too. they are. Yes, it is, very much so, yes. Well, you know, I think it's one thing, too, uh, because we all lead such busy lives, um, you know, whether it's chasing kids and, and work or running for office, whatever. But, you know, whenever you kind of take a minute to pause and go and see some of these outer-lying communities that um, – you know, not only are they our neighbors, so we have a lot in common, but, you know, it's kind of nice to be able to slow down a little bit and get outside the hustle and bustle so much and be able to visit with some other folks. And here's a guy who likes people. Hey, <laughs> I'm here. So so what, what are your thoughts about all this? We know, as, as uh, Stephanie was speaking, I thought about the the distances that you travel in the different counties and whatnot. You know, when I was in the House of Representatives, People would say to me, "Oh, you're, isn't it great to have such a small territory?" And I'm thinking, small South <laughs> County. You know, it was uh, all of the woodlands. About six percent of Conroe was over towards Magnolia, um, Shenandoah, Oak Ridge. You know, I'm thinking, I'm putting signs out on these roads. I'm thinking, this place is huge. Right. Well, when I actually ran for county judge, and I found out that this place was 1,150 square miles that I could go 29 miles across the county. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's remarkable how big this place is. And uh, so I can certainly identify with that. Yeah. And with us, kind of like it's kind of like different counties. I mean, you know, you've got the North County, East, mm-hmm. South, and West, mm-hmm. and they're like four different planets. Totally different identities. But they all have this in common. They are red patriots. Yes. We are Republican. And there's a difference between a Montgomery County Republican, I'm telling you, and a Harris County Republican. <laughs> Amen. There, we, are, we are a different people. And, and as You're I'm right. at the polls and as I talk to people and they talk to me, I mean, it is, it's glaringly obvious that we have a different mindset in Montgomery County. It's very exciting. I, the real exciting thing was when we had over 80,000 people at the Trump rally. Yes. From Montgomery County. I mean, they came from all over, but mm-hmm. it was mostly Montgomery County people. Right. You know, so, I mean, th- that tells you volumes, I think, about our mindset here in this county. Sure. Well, so, you know, in mm-hmm. the last four years, obviously, there have been some really crazy things that have happened, and we've dealt with some natural disasters and dealing with COVID and everything else. Yeah. What would you say is one of your the biggest things that's different running for re-election this time around than it was for running uh, for county judge the first time? Well, you know, I have to tell you, when I ran for county judge the first time, we, we looked at and did an evaluation of what was important to people. Mm-hmm. No question. We came up with a contract with Montgomery County. And we have done every single thing on that contract. And that contract still is important to people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important that we keep our taxes down, that we don't, as our appraisals go up, that we drop the rate to compensate for the difference. That's important to people so they don't get priced out of their houses every year. It's important that we, we, we ended the toll on Highway 242 because that road was paid for. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't keep it on as an additional tax. You know, these are important things to people. The, uh, the idea that we keep Montgomery County first, that the mindset of this governance, all of us on this commissioner's court is Montgomery County first. And that was best demonstrated during the pandemic. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that was amazing, man, what took place during the pandemic. Even though we closed for a short period of time, we were in agreement, we saw the need, we felt like we acted on the need, we took a measured approach. But at the end of two weeks, a little over two weeks, we found that the numbers, the numbers and, right. and the models that were given to us on what was going to take place were in an alternative universe mm-hmm. from what reality was. And Absolutely. from that point forward, the whole court fought. I fought. I'm, I was obviously a spokesman since I'm the county judge. But in continuity with our Homeland Security and emergency management, right through the vaccinations, through resisting the mandates and the, the you know, all the, the nonsense with all the mask mandates. I mean, <laughs> these poor people are in bondage in these other counties. Harris County's still on code red. Right. It's amazing. What I mean, that is another planet. Hey, Dallas, is, I heard yesterday, I was coming through Dallas yesterday, and uh, they have moved down to Orange. Good deal. <laughs> well, you know, and it's... You know, no, I'm sorry it's a blue county, though. The, the fact that they moved it all. Well, you know, it's... Yeah. Yeah, 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 no. Well, I mean, you know, we've done both ends of the gamut in a relatively short period of time as far as, you know, you know, whenever the instructions were coming down from, from these other entities that were telling everybody, oh, this is going to be disastrous and everybody's going to die and you got to right. wear a mask, you can't leave your house and blah, right, blah, blah. Right, right, right. And y'all reversed it so quickly, but thinking about, you know, in relative sense, and you think about, you know, where we were then and then here we are, in you know in a relatively short period of time having a trump rally here with so many people the, the most the quintessential super spreader event yes. i mean it's unbelievable yeah. i've even announced it when i got up and i did the invocation in the in the introduction i said the home of the open meetings mm-hmm. yeah. we're not going to see us meeting like this we actually get together and meet Do you know in our court we never one time shut down that court commissioner's court we never required masks we didn't have shields between us. One of the guys had some comorbidities, so he wore a mask, mm-hmm. but it was pretty remarkable. Well, it's it's a testament to, to the leadership and the values that we have here in Montgomery County right. that people knew, we all know, that we could, didn't have time to what, put life on hold. Stephanie, what do you see when you're out traveling around in terms of the the COVID? I mean, is pretty much everybody's lost it in the counties that, uh, that they're done with all this? Yeah, yeah I think they're done. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see any mass at all I mean it's the same as it is here in Montgomery County it's exactly the same and people are just not even really that concerned I mean and they're taking the precautions they Mm -hmm. need to take if they've got for themselves for themselves or whatever but but um, they're they're just leading their lives and going forward just like we are here in Montgomery County yes (laughs) absolutely it's sparkling water we have to we we have certain um, principles we have to follow within you know, sure. We're out during the day. We're going to have Spark, sparkling, sparkling water. water but, we, works. but it's a toast of to the town. So. That's right. So, well, um, so so we were, we were talking about the county judge and what he and as in that position, what what is important in his in his campaign in his in his platform. What what do you feel like is the most important thing? First of all, to you, and do you feel like it's the same to people, to, to your constituents? Well, I, I think it is. I mean, I think what I'm seeing right now is that people are, are saying that they're recognizing that this court is probably the most conservative intermediate appellate court that mm. there is in all of Texas. And so they recognize that. And um, the justice that's retiring is Charles Crager, mm-hmm. who I've known for mm-hmm. decades. And actually, nice to have that legacy continue, for that to be the most conservative appellate court is what's really important for people. So, you know, I'm not out there promulgating like, oh, we're going to make these changes, we're going to revert back to this, we're going to do this or that. It's really kind of boring, but it's good. It's all good. It's keeping the court exactly the same and to interpret and uphold the laws exactly like they have been. And so just to keep that going, because that's very important. Uh, I've also often talked to people about the fact that, you know, this is kind of like the appellate court is like a ship with a rudder. You don't see that rudder, but that rudder is very important, and it keeps that ship going just in the correct way. And stable. Plane. And stable. And too. stable. Stability is mm. very important because we've had so much chaos, at least in our federal government. Sure. And so we need to keep it all you know, constant. And I think that's really important. People understand that Good. and they really want that when I'm out there talking to them. Good. Well, that makes me happy. I know. So what, what, awesome. made, what compelled you to run? 
Oh, well, um, okay. So when Cause I Because nobody just wakes up one day and says, no. hmm, I think I'm going to put my life on hold and make <laughs> it really crazy and go, go serve my community. Wait, I got one more thing. Oh, you sure. said you're the most conservative, you, you're running for the most conservative court. Yes. But we're in the most conservative state. Yes. In the country. So that makes you like all, probably the most conservative appellate court in the country, too. Oh, and that's, that's a very good point. I hadn't thought about that, but that's probably correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. So, um, anyway, so what was your question again? Uh, what, what compelled you to run? What made you oh, decide to run for office? Well, okay, so what happened was um, Justice Crager, who I've told you I've known for a while, he announced his retirement. And so um, I really thought about that because that would be the bench that I would want if I mm -hmm. was to do that. And, um, and I just didn't know he was going to retire. So I decided I would pray about it for a week. And I always keep a pad of paper next to my bed, and I did that, and I prayed about it. And as I prayed about it for a week, three things came to my mind. And so basically it was uh, the three things were that I had a passion for the law, but the reason I have a passion for the law is because it's based upon Judeo-Christian principles. And so, you know, what I, I tell people is that if I were to go to a European country and practice law or to be a judge there, it wouldn't be near as exciting because it's based upon Judeo-Christian principles. And then the second thing is I have a relentless pursuit of the truth. And I have a lot of people know this about me that have worked with me as attorneys that I can drive them crazy <laughs> looking for the right answer. But I think that's a good quality. Attention to, to details. Sure. Yes, and I, and, and, I, and I just really do that. And then the third thing that really put me over the edge was that I have a faith in Christ. And I think that, you know, you keep hearing about, well, 2022 is going to be the year that's going to make a difference. This is going to be a difference if we have really strong candidates in there, and not just conservative Republicans, but also Christians. And, um, you know, I tell people, I think about this all the time, is like our founding fathers were out there and they were creating this government, and I think every night when they went home and then they came back the next day, they're always telling each other, hey, I prayed about this, or I mm -hmm. prayed about that, because all wisdom, real wisdom, comes from God. And so I think our judges particularly need that wisdom. And so I think it's really important to have a really strong person in there that's not only just a Republican and a conservative. I'm not, there's nothing wrong right. with that, but also to be a strong Christian too. Yeah. So that's what kind of were the three things that God gave me, and that's what I've been running on from the beginning. That's awesome. So you're not going in as an activist, Judge? <laughs> no, I've well, decided not to do that. That's not a good idea. <laughs> well, well, what does what does the 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 uh, county judge think about uh, all candidates being good Christians? Well, <clears throat> you know the Constitution tells us that we we don't we don't have office in our respecter of any particular one religion. We don't have a state religion. Mm -hmm. But I don't think there's any question that our founding fathers had a connection to God through Jesus Christ. There's no question about no. that. Correct. And the references to the Old Testament and the Old Testament law and the statues and whatnot, even in Washington, mm -hmm. that you see these busts on the wall of Moses. And I mean, it's just remarkable what you, what you see. So that's, that's in our DNA. Any way you want to look at it, it's in our DNA. And I think that having people who really abide in the Lord and who walk with God and are, have a relentless pursuit for knowledge and for wisdom through and understanding how it works is essential to good governance. I, I can't tell you during, especially during all that COVID stuff, okay. man, that was a crapshoot. Nobody knew what was mm -hmm. going on. Right, right. Think about this. President Trump shut down the government. Abbott shut down the local government. Even DeSantis in Florida shut down their government, undoubtedly the most conservative governor in the country. They closed down Ford Motor Company to not build cars, and they have them building incubators instead. You have a hospital ship in San Francisco, a hospital ship over in New York, and my health district comes to me, and to their defense, they weren't making a prediction. They were saying, this is what the models show. And this is what we're being told. That's right. The models yeah. show we're going to have 100,000 cases in Montgomery County by the end of April. And we're going to have probably, and could have up to 1,000 people die. Right. Representative Toth, he came back from Austin. He, we met in a whole group, all these political subdivisions, mayors, representatives. 
I'll never forget this. I went in there. He told us that it was it, it, the malls were shown we could lose up to 20% of the people of Texas. Mm -hmm. So with all that in mind, I can tell you, if I did not have a, a fixed theological perspective right. where I could operate without fear, there's no telling for me what we would have done. Right. But I just I felt like, you know, we, are, we went with the science for two weeks, a little over two weeks, flatten the curve. That's what they said. It takes two weeks to flatten the curve. And when I saw the difference between what, was, what the models were predicting and what reality was, it was like we were in an alternative universe. And so all that together for me, I moved forward very quickly. And I did that based upon some principles found in the book of Proverbs. You know, first of all, if you make a mistake or if you feel like you're not moving in the right direction, a fool stays on that track. At the end of two weeks, I said, no, man, we're not continuing with this. And I think that's part of what leadership does. They make decisions, they do things, and they make course corrections. That's exactly what we did. It was amazing what took place. And the uh, talk about fading heat from other counties, from the people south of the border. When I say south of the border, I mean south of Spring Creek, <laughs> you know, down in Harris County. Um, and so it, it is my it is my faith that has carried me through this, and my thinking about what the Scripture says about dealing with people, how to deal with them, in so many different factors. That to have a real live Christian who understands the Word of God and understands the wisdom to apply it is awesome. She can do that. You know how come I know that? Why? She's in my church, and she uh -oh. teaches the kids in my church every Sunday, oh, wow. a faithful soldier. You just trust that to anybody? Mm -mm. Not in our church. Well, what does that say about leadership, though? Well, you know, I think, it's, I think that uh, if you want to lead, you have to demonstrate humility. And, um, um, <laughs> you know, Christ said, as much as you treat these little ones as... Exactly. Better do the right thing. Well, exactly. if anything can teach exactly. you humility, it's running for office. And I've never even done that before, but I can tell you, it's a it's an interesting atmosphere out there with people. It is. I mean, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's and I think some people might read that as, as a negative connotation. That's not what I meant. If you ever want to get a, a an interesting snapshot of politics in your community, take the time to go work polling location for a day because it is interesting. You get to see different personalities. You get to see people, how they react to adversity um, and how they are able to get along. And most people, you know, are very respectful. I know, you know, it's it can be a little tense sometimes and some people want to get very abrasive and, and take things into a negative direction. Um, but you can see the professionalism of those that are running for office and they want to carry that same sense of professionalism into office. Sure. Um, and, and I think that that's really refreshing to see, but it's also a really great opportunity, you know, for those of you that still haven't voted or you're still trying to decide how you're going to cast your vote in some of these um, elections, it really is a good opportunity to go out there and, and talk. Don't just listen to how somebody is telling you to vote. Go talk to these folks that are running for office and their representatives that they have out right. there because they're going to tell you why you should vote for them and how, and you can make for your, make that choice for yourself how your values align sure. with that particular candidates and I, I think that that's one thing well I know it's one thing that I'd love to see everybody getting back to you know doing your research getting to know these candidates yeah. I, you know I've had my kids involved in politics in a lot of different ways for many years now and part and a big part of why is because I want them to understand do your research on who your elected officials are going to be mm -hmm. because that does matter to you and it does matter to the decisions that happen every day I mean look at you as county judge not only in your role as county judge but also the way that you've helped work together with the other commissioners on commissioners court to make vital decisions for this county in the direction that we've gone and you look at the growth of Montgomery County you look at the growth of the city of Conroe you look at the economic uh, stimulation that is all mm. around us and businesses coming in and people wanting to move here so developments that are coming in and all the decisions that go into that and because we have such great people in leadership we're able to really foster an environment that invites that awesome thank you I, I you know I was at a meeting with a group of uh, always a bunch of political subdivisions again and there were developers and whatnot but I was on stage with a group of business guys mm -hmm. and and they the question was 
with this group. It was down in the Anadarko building, probably a couple hundred people there. And the question was, why Montgomery County? What a great question. <laughs> so these business guys, to they, a person. Did they get tired before to, you finished? <laughs> to a person. To a person. Stable government. Business-oriented government. You can't have a healthy community without a healthy economy. Correct. Period. End Correct. of story. Absolutely. The economy must be moving if people are going to live and be healthy. You know, and the government should never be in the business of choosing winners and losers, those businesses that are essential or non-essential. That is pure nonsense that we would do that. Mm -hmm. And to see what took place, when we came off of our deal, off of our order that we had put out there after two weeks, it was unbelievable. Everybody else is still hunkering down. Everybody all around us was contracting. My goodness, the, the level of activity that started immediately here in Montgomery County was incredible. These, these, um, these are all essential things to understand that, that in, in this government here, we, we, we worked together to get things done here. Mm -hmm. there are, there's always armchair quarterbacks that say, and can look back and say, I would have never done that. Well, if that's the, the case, hindsight. well, but even so, that's irresponsible. Mm -hmm. How can you look at the evidence of all that was taking place? You got the president, Donald Trump, of the United States, the governor. You got you have the uh, the governor of, as I mentioned, of Florida, plus others, Christy Nome. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. You know, there, there were a number of people that are moving in a particular direction. She did not close, but she had very was very much opinionated on all this. And then the other stuff that went along with it. And then your own health department district comes to you and says, this is what we're going to have, and you're just going to keep on? There was a question about the constitutionality of that. Let me remind everybody, in the Tenth Amendment, anything not mentioned in the U.S. Constitution is delegated to the states. And in our, county or in our state legislature, they have given the governor broad legislative authority as it relates to this kind of event. They even tried to take some of it back. Right. But they didn't. Right. And so that was passed on down to county judges and to local governments. Mm -hmm. And so this idea that this was totally unconstitutional, that is disingenuous to say that at best. Well, I think, too, I mean, you know, it'd be different if we had a pandemic that, you know, we had all gone through and experienced that. This was a totally different experience than any of us have ever lived through personally. And, you know, and in this world that we have, we're that's very migratory. People are in and out in the county, outside the county, coming yeah. into town, flying and doing business in other states. You know, we're all so busy and moving around, even with all of the telecommunication abilities that we have now. Yeah. Um, you know, there there was no choice in order to get a, a handle and figure out, like, you know, everybody be still for a second and let's see what we need to do. Well, think about this. You're trying to have a meeting with HJC or the TPC. They're not going to meet with Montgomery County in person. So guess what? We had to go along yeah. with a lot of this yeah. stuff, mm -hmm. all of our Zoom activity and, and with our legal department, just interacting with the normal business we do with other counties, not to mention the state. So, you know, it's, it's, this, this has been, these were exciting times. Yeah. And, and I do believe that, that in this re-election process and election process, that we have great things coming ahead of us. We just need to keep it going. Yeah. If there was ever an appeal that I would make for, to the people, it's not just about me and reelect me. It's about keep this court together. There are three of us that are up for reelection, and uh, that represent different parts of the county. And we have we have we don't do everything right. Okay, we make mistakes. We forget to put something back up on something on the consent agenda. But that doesn't mean throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. What planet are these people living on? Montgomery County is doing so well. We're moving in the right direction. We have plans in place. We just need to stay together and keep cool. Let's get through this election. Make sure we get Stephanie to get you on board. Yeah. And, uh, and then let's celebrate. And then let's just celebrate. And then let's celebrate you on know, Fat You at the Tuesday. end of primary, we've got nobody, <laughs> no, there's just very few Democrats running against us. So yeah. whoever wins these primaries, it's over. But not for me. If we're going to stay red, you run. A, you will run a, a oh, campaign absolutely. in the fall. Absolutely. Well, Do it and again. It's, and more than that, too. It's just it's keeping. Out. And 
and I think too, you know, as a community, uh, well, all over the country, all over the world, you know, a lot of communities are still healing and getting to know each other and having great dialogue and, you know, doing positive things to, to help those that are, that you know need it and and support our nonprofit organizations sure. that do wonderful things, um, and get everybody back to living, but get more people involved in their community. I think if anybody has, I mean, if you could take anything away from the last few years and all this craziness. I think more people have realized how much more we need community um, than we ever thought that we did. And, you know, you see, you know, as we go into, you know, rodeo season and fair season and you see these kids that um, are getting involved with with fair on all kinds of different levels, you know, raising animals, building things, uh, baking things, whatever. Um, And you see them really start buying into the idea that, you know, life is bigger than right. just me. Right. And and so these kids are getting it. The kids are realizing that they didn't, you know, they thought it was really cool at first to not have to go to school. And then they realized real quick that that really stunk because it, they needed that sense of community. And, right. You know, and people, I think, are starting the to realize that. The community is, that's huge. You know, we came up, during this time, we formulated some mantras that I will carry with me to my grave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't have a healthy community without a healthy economy. Right. Government should never be in the business of choosing essential and non-essential right. businesses. But thirdly, and I think probably most important, God created us for community. Yes. We are healthier. We are smarter. We are more energized. We are more entrepreneurial. We are more loving. We have less addictions. The amount of addictions that have come from isolation yeah. is unbelievable it's, it is it's a travesty that we put this on all these and especially all these people around us and some communities even within the county they some got on board a little bit later than others and you know they still had parks closed and yeah you gotta be kidding me man people need to be together i was in hawaii i was in hawaii with my son a few mm-hmm. months ago and as i went over there we we got off and went deep sea fishing in oahu and we went, we went um, snorkeling as well. We were on the beach. Sun is shining. The wind is blowing. The waves are crashing. And we're in this little lagoon. Mm-hmm. And these families out there, whole families wearing masks. You know, a couple Contact days ago, tracing yeah. in the restaurants. Yeah. I'm going, these people are living in fear. They're in bondage. They're living oh. in a form of slavery, a fear over something that is not chasing them. Yeah, I had a, a friend of mine that is currently in Hawaii. Her name shall remain nameless because I'm jealous that I'm not there. Uh, but they were out in Hawaii, and there were some uh, folks just kayaking. Mess on. Yeah. And it's just impossible. I mean, I just can't even imagine. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I, I mean, I can last about five seconds with a mask on my face. Obviously, I was not meant for surgery to do to conduct <laughs> to do, surgery. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're but, in your you're in your right. Profession. But uh, yeah, because the mouth has to have freedom of mobility. <laughs> uh, but you know, and and to see, you know, and and look, I mean, it's kind of like you were saying, people that take care of themselves and make necessary take necessary precautions for themselves. Mm-hmm. More power to you. That's the wonder about living in this amazing country that we do is we have the ability and the right to do what's right for ourselves but we have goodness. choice yes, yes. Mm-hmm. we have choice not mandates that's right yes you know so i know but so so many things that are coming up uh because we were able to reopen because we have this yeah. mentality of this community with things coming back you know one of the first events that we were able to do um was the Conroe cajun catfish festival oh yeah and 2020 awesome. and and that was you know thanks wow. to you and and some of the great leadership that we have here locally with with the city of conroe with montgomery county with the state of texas that came on board and said we're going to figure out a way to make this happen and it was another one of those instances where everybody said oh it's going to be a super spreader event never happened the governor came out with a mandate at that time that mm-hmm. it was if you were going to meet groups of over 12 you had to get permission from your county judge <laughs> so I came out with a resolution and an order, and I held it up, and I, mm-hmm. and I put it on, me- on, it. on media. Yeah. Here is the order. Anybody who wants to meet with over 12 people has permission to do it, mm-hmm. period. Good for you. That's awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was crazy. And, you know, they, they, they did all the right things, you know, went here in, in doing the things that gave people a choice. They had 
hand sanitizers all over mm -hmm. the place. There were people that had um, lines on the ground for social distancing. There were thousands of people that attended this when people were doing nothing anywhere nothing. in the state. Yeah. And to the best of my knowledge, I, I don't know of any direct element or, or direct um, transmission of COVID to anybody that right. I've at least heard of. No. I, you know, who knows in a super spreader event like that, people just don't come clean. <laughs> well, but you know, but that, and that was, that was early on in the big process, you know, and then you, again, then we have the Trump rally and we have what they say, 80,000 people is that, yeah. uh, that was the estimated number. And I still haven't heard anything, you know, not at all. And I know Zero. that some parts of the country are thinking, you know, Oh, those crazy wacky Texans, down there just stirring it up. But How you know like what? How'd you like to be in an appellate court in <laughs> Canada? Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine such a thing? I know. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. I mean, yeah. that, that it's, that is, it's turning into pure tyranny. Well, Their co confiscation exactly. of people's funds from bank accounts but and the just, rest. The, Are you think, kidding me? No. Listen, there was a lady. She was a single mom, two kids, and worked a, like, I don't know, waiting tables or something. It was a, it was a, a fairly challenging life that she led, and right. she made a contribution before it was illegal to make a contribution, mm -hmm. and they closed her account and took her money. It's mm. unbelievable. And it's a... I can't. I'm I, telling you. I just can't. That would never happen. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen in the U.S., but mm -hmm. it will never happen in, right. in, in our state or in Montgomery County. Which is why it's so important that everybody gets out to the polls. I don't yes. know if I've plugged this enough yet, but early voting <laughs> is going on today, tomorrow, and Friday Absolutely. from 7 a.m. Right. to 7 p.m. Election Day is on Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, you know, if there's, you know, it's so great too with it being Fat Tuesday. You can go vote. And if you want to take off the rest of the afternoon Absolutely. and have a Just Mardi Gras celebration, <laughs> go find yeah. some crawfish, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you know, and, and because we live here, there are lots of opportunities for that. But Absolutely. Um, so, so let's, let's talk a little bit first. How do they find you on the ballot? Are you at the top? Are you at the bottom? Are you mixed in? Where in, are you? In, in Montgomery County, mm -hmm. I'm first on the ballot. Oh, for ninth court mm -hmm. appeals. Very good. Yes, That's but it's exciting. different in every county. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Of course. So, so, so the the that judicial spot is with the state stuff, or is it with the county stuff? I believe or? it's with the state. Okay. Mm -hmm. So okay. I'm I'm really almost like in the middle. Mm -hmm. So it's a little hard to find, yeah. but I'm in the middle. But don't give up before you get to the. To before the you get to the Hall. Hall. Yes. <laughs> so don't give up yet. Yeah. Keep going. Yes. Keep going. And um, we kind of know where you are. Yep, I'm kind of mid-range. Kind of mid-range. After the state guys and the mm -hmm. district yeah. stuff, you know, the district courts and whatnot. So where are the you on the ballot? Court, I'm number two. Excellent. There's three of us, and I'm number two on the ballot. Excellent. So, you know, I, I kind of like being number three. Because every time we have a forum, then I'd get the last word. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of forums, you know, being being the conservative county that we are, and with yeah. so much great uh, population and, and activism that goes on here, you know, we have eight Republican groups now. Is that right? Eight Republican ladies groups, yeah. plus clubs and all kinds of things that have happened over the last couple of years. But there have been a number of forums, a bunch of forums. Can you even have How you even counted? Eleven, have y'all even? Ten or 11, it's, it's been yeah, a bunch, yeah. but you know it's been cool this year though to see some of these groups coming up with some different ways to do it. You know they had one at the Crichton that was cool with some um, some of our uh, candidates for governor that yeah. were there, and and I know that there was one that happened in the Woodlands that was almost like a speed dating kind of setup that went on. Um, have you found a, a format that you think is more inviting or that's easier for a candidate or that? the general people you think are getting more out of what, what what do we take away from this as far as planning them in two years when we start this over well, again? <laughs> when, when you have a forum where you invite everybody and their brother to come uh -huh. and speak you, first of all they do not have adequate time they yeah. can't inter interchange with each other in comments and the forums that that where they take a particular group they give them a time they have set questions ahead of time everybody gets the same question mm -hmm. And then they have a chance to rebut if they choose to, and they give them some time to do that. And, uh, you know, it's, and it's, for me, I, I think that the guy who's the incumbent should always be last to speak. 
well, and we'll you know, tell that you why. used to be the way it was. Well, you know, but they do it in ballot order now. Yeah. Uh-huh. But not everybody. You know, they can do it however they want. But right. it just makes sense to me that the 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 people who have been in the position, who have worked it, have spent the time, have made the effort, have made the sacrifices, you have these challenges coming up, which I think is great, but why should they get a greater priority than the person who's already invested their time and effort? And, and I'm serious. It used to be that way. All forums used to be that way. Yeah. It, was a, it was a thing. It was the way, for the exact reason you just said. This guy has been there. He's fought the battle. He at least deserves the right to explain to you why. He's done what you said he hasn't or has done incorrectly. Yeah, because what, what happens is 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 they, they, they question performance, and you don't get a chance to even make a comment about it uh, as that is the last comment that they make, and that's what's left with the people. I think that's fundamentally wrong mm-hmm. because if the accusations are made, I mean, it's the American way. The American way is you get to stand before your accuser and give an answer. Right, that's right. You know, I mean, it's kind of, don't you think, Stephanie? I mean, you're the judicial Well, I person. think so. I think for um, the judicial races, all of them, not just mine, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a little bit different only because at least for this election cycle, we all get along and mm-hmm. we all kind of have, you know, where we don't have big controversies or things right. we want to change or anything like that. And so um, I think that the forum for us is, might be a little bit different. I think the one that I like the best and that I got more feedback from that was the best for us anyway as judicial candidates was, um, the I think it was like Conroe Republican Women put it on. And what they did was they gave us two questions that night and we incorporated that into our four-minute speech. Oh, wow. Oh, and so that cool. worked out well for us. Now, I will say in contested races like Mark's in, where there's different ideas about how right. to do things. I think you do need to have time for rebuttal and last word and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think judicial races are a little bit different, so I think that maybe they could be handled you know, differently too. I think the one thing I'd like to see on the forums, because this is my first time, and, and, and I, I knew what they were like. I've been to a lot of them myself, but um, there's like a lot of them. And so I know I'm on the board for Liberty Bells, Republican women, and I am going to tell them at some point, ladies, let's throw down the gauntlet. Let's be the first one to see if we can get us all together on one page Mm -hmm. and have one big forum because it's just too much of, it's exhaustion for the candidates. I mean, I'm fine, but... You know, I mean, it's just... Well, and you're traveling nine counties, too, so, and, you know, it's that's a lot of work. Well, and there's other forms in other counties, Another county, exactly, that's what I mean. And so, anyway, but it would be nice if we could, and and I would like to see that anyway, just for the, some aspects of the Republican Party to get together and come up with one thing. And that would be one where maybe the Republican women, I don't know if they will or not, but come up with a format where they could all agree and have one big event. Maybe everybody can benefit from it one way or another. Well, and and there's just this, and of course I've been around it a long time, but there's just this prevailing idea that, well, they're running for office, they can do it. They're running (coughs) for office, they can pay for it. They're running for office, you know, there's, you know, there's table rental, there's, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous the number of things that you're asked to do as a candidate over and over and over. Well, we haven't got anything from you, you know, but that's what everybody says. And Mm so I think it, I think it would be fantastic for a group to get together and take out the, the insides of the entire, um, County Center, the the after Convention the County, Center. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you, the Convention Center, um, and just line it with chairs and put people out there and and have it and have two of them, you know, or whatever it takes. I think we should. I think we should just pare it down and just have a big axe throwing tournament. There you go. <laughs> and I mean, if people are going to be throwing swords and knives at each other anyway, you might as well give them a target where it sticks in wood and. <laughs> And then there's bragging rights involved. See? Absolutely. I think, I think we've made this way too complicated. I think well, it's time to start pairing it It's awful hard to, to go and to sit mm. for five hours. Oh, no. That, that, I wouldn't To that. speak three minutes. Yes. It's, it's Forget about what it does to us. Right. There's nobody there that stays to listen. <laughs> well, and the only people that, who are there are our family or on staff of the of and of the people that are running. Or political nerds like us that and, just show up anyway. Yeah, and those <laughs> but those people have already heard it. Yes. Yes. 
You know, we were making a joke the other day that we, we had so many forms this round that what we should do is we should, the next one, if we have any more, is take a bucket mm-hmm. and you draw a name and you give their speech. Oh! <laughs> everybody knows what everybody's going to say. Oh, yeah. This yeah. Is, isn't that good? You know what? That could get real interesting, especially <laughs> with some of these races we've got going on. It's pretty amazing. You know, there's always a listening ear, right? But, right. Um, but it's, exactly right. I think there are, you know, there's some ways I think we could do it. And, and the cool thing, you know, I will say this about having some multiple events is, you know, sometimes, you know, you've got folks that, oh, they've got something with their kid this one night, but, oh, they could put that on their calendar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think what it all boils down to is the importance of, you know, I made a, a, a speech the other day at a, at a networking event, and it was about the way that, what it takes for somebody to be able to make themselves vulnerable to run for office. And it takes a lot of work takes a lot of money it's a lot of commitment it's more than just you it's your families mm-hmm. it's your co-workers it's your staff it's 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 a big machine to decide to do this and a huge commitment and um in my opinion you know i'm gonna give respect to anybody that shows me respect and the fact that y'all respect me enough and my family enough to put yourselves out there to run for office um then i owe you the respect to get to know you and listen to your messaging bless you and and go and cast my vote accordingly um but i've seen you know you you go out and you see how people treat each other with a high level of respect and regard and that's what i want in my elected officials and because i've been out to see y'all at these forums and see you um meeting other people it paints that picture so you know if you can i know you know this is kind of the down to the last bit but if you're again if you're still trying to decide who to vote for go out and visit with some of these candidates at polling locations or go to some of these um organizations facebook pages and watch the videos of some of these forums that have gone on um so that you can get a feel of of who the the kind of character that's going to be sitting in that office because i think that's really important um you know but it's there's still time there's still time to make great educated choices um, in the Absolutely. polling booth before you get there. Absolutely. Well, we sure would like to thank both of you for being here today. Yes. This is awesome. Oh, this thank is you awesome. very much. I know. And, and, and congratulations, you guys, kicking the I know. We're so I ready. Know. We're so y'all are going to have to come back post-election. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. um, then we can really talk about all the crazy stuff that happened. But, um, <laughs> but you know, um, make sure that y'all, too, make that you mark your calendar for every Wednesday. For Toast the Town with Christy and Mel, we're officially back. And for those of you that don't know, the reason we toast is because we make it through the hump hour of the hump day in the middle of the week. And, goodness, we all just really need to start toasting the great things that surround us every day and and all the positivity. So um, thank you all again for being here. You're almost to the finish line. Hang in there. Rejuvenate. Um, I hope y'all celebrate big on Tuesday on, on, what did we say, Fat Election Tuesday? Fat, fat election Tuesday yeah, election. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and make sure that you're subscribing to Moxie Innovative on our Facebook page. Also, if you go to IRLoneStar.com or if you're listening to 104.5 or 106.1 on the FM yes. dial, you can also listen to us live there too. Um, I promise you we're going to get back in the swing of things. We're a little bit rusty, but if there's anything we can do, that is fill up an hour of time with our voices. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, um, thank you all. Thank you, thank County you Judge Mark Keogh and Stephanie Hall running for Ninth District Court of Appeals. Thank you all so much for taking the time to be with us today. And thank you again for caring enough about our community to run for office. Absolutely. It's our That's pleasure. It. I know. Is that it? That's it. Are we done? We're done. Can we say goodbye? Yeah.